Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and Julie, we are back. It's the day before the election. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be really glad when that's over. Oh, my gosh. The collective sigh of relief from everybody, no matter how it goes, just because it's going to be over. Yeah, exactly. So listen, guys, of course, we're not talking about politics. We're talking about helping all of you guys to get into action so you can help others and make money through selling real estate. And one of the topics that we like to talk, well, it's a topic we are always talking about on our coaching program, Premier Coaching, is of course the listing process. If there's one thing Julie and I are known for, it's teaching you guys how to be powerful listing agents. Raise your hand if you're not seriously interested in becoming a powerful listing agent, right? Raise your hand if you just want to work with uh, buyers the rest of your life. Raise your hand if you wouldn't love to be a listing-based real estate professional so that you actually had leverage in your real estate business in your life. Of course you would. So that's what we do. And we are doing a series of topics on this very subject. It's our favorite subject that we ever talk about um, because it's the one thing that will get you the closest to a sense of freedom in your business um, and consistent cash flow that you're ever going to experience. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And we have started this last week, the listing process rules. We're, I want to be really clear about this. This is in the Harris Rules book, which you can get at Barnes & Noble or at Amazon. Um, this is kind of a precursor to rule number nine, which is be the best listing agent in your market. So you can't be the best until you have a process. You didn't tell them what the topic was. <laughs> listing process rules. The listing process rules. And there's nine or 10 of them, right? Uh, I don't know. I, we wrote the book, but, but yes. I don't remember. And we did points. the first five last Friday. I think there's I think. ten. Yeah. And it, so yes. And I want to remind all of you um, when you join our free coaching program, which all of you can simply by texting the word "survival" to three one nine nine six, you will be getting access to um, a very. You know, frankly, it's a fantastic coaching program for all of you guys who are ready to put your. Uh, you know, one foot in front of the other towards 2021 and really learn how to become powerful listing agents. Not just that, obviously, but all the other things that you need to learn to be a successful entrepreneur as a, a real estate business owner. Um, but the program is free. It does include a daily semi-private coaching call. Now, I want to um, do a quick announcement. For those of you who are in the uh, upgraded Premier membership, in other words, you are a paying member of Premier Coaching, not the free membership, um, we are upgrading a lot of the services we're going to be offering you that'll cost you no additional money. Specifically, starting as soon as possible, we're going to start doing a second uh, coaching session every single day for those of you who are in the Premier Coaching Program, not the Premier uh, Dash Experience Coaching Program. Premier Dash Experience is the free one. Premier is the um, entry into our coaching programs. But the Premier Coaching Program is our most popular coaching program. It is the one where we give you every single aspect of your, uh, you know, everything from listing presentations to scripts, the pre-listing pack, checklists, uh, marketing ideas, everything you can 
absolutely ever will need no matter um, where you are in your success ladder. You know, if you're a brand new agent, it's perfect. If you're a seasoned veteran, it's perfect. We've uh, proven this system to work in all market conditions and all price ranges. So the Premier Coaching uh, product is something that we're extremely, frankly, proud of. A lot of the uh, book, Harris Rules, is based on the evolution of that program. It's taken us about 20 years to uh, get it to where it is. And we're upgrading it. So we're upgrading it again. For those of you who are in the paid version of Premier Coaching, you're going to be invited and I'm hoping to have this done this week. We shall see. see (laughs) Julie has promised not to resist uh, because she's going to be doing these from uh, probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's right. So what we're going to be doing is you're going to, if you're in premier coaching, you're going to be getting an hour worth of coaching um, per day, not just a half hour. And the second half hour is going to be, so it's going to be the normal coaching session as this now. And then the premier members, the full, uh, full fledged premier members, you guys then are going to be going to our uh, private members only Facebook page where you will then be interacting with um, your coach and you'll then be continuing the uh, essentially the semi-private coaching sessions. But the best part of that is you'll be able to integrate uh, closer with your other fellow real estate coaching client um, members all over the world. And I think I'm really excited about that. It's going to be great for community building, but also great for you guys to start realizing that you're not alone in this, uh, you know, strange new world mm-hmm. in which we all find ourselves. Yes. And you forgot to mention something because some of them already are in premier experience. You guys that are in the introductory program can upgrade anytime. There's, That's not, right. there's not like a time limit. You have to be in there for so right. long. You can upgrade anytime you want to. But you won't be, if you're in the free version, you won't be getting the benefits of the upgraded program. So just so you know, right. I didn't want That's anyone, why you'd to, want to upgrade. I didn't want anyone <laughs> to be surprised or left out. That's the reason I was yeah. giving you guys a, a long breathy explanation of the changes we're about to put in place. Um, so if you're in the premier coaching, uh, look forward to all those changes and upgrades where we've been frankly working on it for about, you know, six months too long to make it so that everything mm-hmm. will flow smoothly. And I'm sure yeah. there'll still be plenty of, um, you know, places where we could have done it better. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we will be offering you guys more for no additional cost. But if you'd like to join the free coaching program, just text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, you are entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches where, of course, they'll be giving you information on how to upgrade that free membership in becoming a premier member. But the easy the easy step right now is just text the word survival to 31996. And also, I've got another announcement, and then Julia will get to her next point. We are looking... To to add um, people to our new member coaches staff. Now I want you to be very clear, this is a sales opportunity. This is a sales job primarily following a script. This is where you're going to be helping people self-discover that Premier Coaching is the program for them. It's not a high-pressure sales job. It's it's basically coaching people through ans- you know, asking questions and getting their answers. And then most people are a good fit for the uh, coaching program. Some of them aren't. But if they are, then it's going to be your job to help them join the coaching program. It is a sales position. If you're interested in joining our sales team as a new member coach, um, please go ahead and text the word, what is it, resume to 31996. Text the word resume to 31996. Uh, we anticipate a huge growth spurt in the our coaching business over the next six months, and we really do need a lot of really great, qualified, motivated, um, energetic, and enthusiastic uh, folks to help us do so. And I've always found, frankly, some of our best new member coaches are um, real estate people, previous realtors that, frankly, were premier coaching members. Those guys, you guys, have typically become 
become some of our best salespeople. So if you're interested in joining our team and working directly in Julie and I's coaching business, text the word, I'm sorry, text the word resume to 31996. And yes, you can work from home. You do not have to relocate. That's right. You can just use your headset. You do need a real estate license though, just to be clear, you do need a real estate license. So go ahead and text the word resume to 31996. All right, so back to our listing process rules. We did the first five. This is about the process before you start, you know, really working on your pre-listing package, your actual presentation. This is kind of like the mindset ramp up to build confidence and help you know what to do when you get there. So I'm not going to repeat the first five questions. We did that back on uh, October 30th. All right, point number six of the process. And in the next several points, Tim, really are more about how to handle yourself, how to prepare for success at the appointment versus like this is what should be in your pre-listing package. This is just about the process getting you ready to be very competitive. So point number six, and th this I actually have recently revised because the point was have a firm, confident handshake, but you know, we're not doing that anymore. So this is going to be no ahead of time, so you're not awkward about, are you a fist bumper? Are you an elbow bumper? Are you a, like the kids are learning this even at school. Are you a wave in the air? Because that can be kind of awkward and weird, especially when you're on the doorstep of somebody you don't know. Actually, I like the awkward and weird. It's creating some, in, you know, some entertaining moments, <laughs> right? Where people are just starting, you know, They're throwing, throwing their hands <laughs> on their elbows everywhere, trying to figure out how you want to, you know, say hello dance. to them. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, you know. But, but you can imagine when they go up to the door, like, what am I going to do? Exactly. You want to have a plan for that, okay? <laughs> All right. So number seven also seems kind of like you, everybody should know, but stand up straight when you're meeting people, sit confidently at the presentation uh, table and on this disagree we agree with your mom and your grandma or whoever originally made this point to you hunching or slouching isn't just bad for your posture it's bad for business the subconscious message you send when you're in a less than perfect posture is lack of confidence lack of trustworthiness and sincerity uneven body language sends a message of indecisiveness do you see a curve or a straight line in your back stand up straight correct uneven shoulders or an uneven front end profile that's not really an image that you want to portray. It's a moment of truth. I mean, I have to work on not tilting my head and standing up straight. And, you know, you do need to be actively aware of this. I think one thing that helps them a lot is to only stand up in your office. We're standing up right now um, and have a mirror in your office and, and start seeing how you actually look when you present. Do you look like somebody that, you know, your prospect would respond to? Or do you seem like you're a little bit underconfident and, you know, odd about things? Not to drill down too much on this topic, but I'm a slumper, right? Just because I'm so used to looking down when I'm typing. And so I've got one of those dealios that basically pulls, I'm looking for it right now in the office because I haven't worn it today. You're a back brace deal. Yeah, but it basically yeah. pulls there your shoulders into alignment. What's the brand name there? Trueo, is that right? True, yeah, I got that. T-R-U-W-E-O. Yeah, it's just this little, you know, Velcro dealio you put on your shoulders and pulls your shoulders back but there's been actually a lot of research i don't want to step on any of your coming points about okay. uh, what you have to how you hold your body to look um confident i remember when julie and i were originally researching all this for the book um, a couple years ago we are studying all the ways like james bond you know um yeah. when they're teaching when they're teaching daniel craig how to stand by james bond there was all little stand all, like james bond. stand yeah stand like james bond it was shoulders back legs you know basically standing at a, a posture and that your legs were maybe 
maybe your feet were a couple, maybe a foot apart, things like that. And what that's in the cycle, the psychology behind that not only just shows all the obvious things, confidence and the rest of it, but it also plants you on the, you know, on the ground better. It makes it so that you're more agile. You look more, uh, you know, all these attributes that you want to have associated with you. When well, you're, it literally is. I mean, I studied this in music, right? It, the, you are literally supposed to try to do what you just said, that you are planted in the ground, you know, that you uh, that you imagine that you're like a tree with roots in the ground, that you're that stable. And that's a confidence inducing thing. Yep. And uh, blood flow, um, mm -hmm. overall circulation, posture. Yeah. But people are attracted to that. And if you, you know, everyone around, uh, I, how often do you see somebody that doesn't have some sort of slump or head tilt or some you know weird posture issue? I've got another one, my next point. So. Okay. Well, so if you aren't the one with that issue, you'll stand out and look different just because you're you know, not looking like a hunchback, basically. That's exactly right. Okay, so related to that, point number eight, be fidget-free. Don't annoy the prospect, okay? Fidgeting is displayed in many ways, but they say the same thing. You're uncomfortable. Watch for it in yourself as you watch for it in your prospects. You know it when you see it. This can be during the presentation. It could be playing with your hair. Tap. This is the one that drives me crazy. People that tap their foot incessantly. I see it a lot at the airport because probably everybody's a little nervous, but don't be a foot tapper. Scratching, folding your arms, messing with your tie, checking your cell phone, touching your jewelry, it's all fidgeting and it sends the wrong message that you are uncomfortable. So how do you expect your prospect to be comfortable? How do you fix it? Well, you should have a strategy that you deploy when you notice that you're doing these things and, and notice and say to yourself, I must be uncomfortable. Take a breath. Say an affirmation to yourself, set your hands on the table or in your lap. Don't cross your arms, but you can put your, you know, calm yourself down, feel your feet planted firmly on the ground. Think of a role model for your presentation style. You mentioned James Bond. Um, Audrey Hepburn is my favorite because she never was actually trained to be an actress. And in one of her memoirs, she actually writes, and she became an actress at a pretty young age. You know, she was kind of thrown into it that her number one uh, way to overcome her fear and having in the back of her head that she didn't know what she's doing was to just dress the part. Mm, you know, definitely. look like the character that she was playing. And she talks about how much that uh, helped her out. So, so let me yeah. just add, you, you have, um, you personally, and I have something like this too, your shoulders when you're under stress, yeah, you get like, up. yeah, your shoulders creep up, right? Yeah, so, I know that I keep stress between my ear and my shoulder. Right. And so that's yeah. where a lot of people hold it too. I do too, mostly mm -hmm. on my left side. So here's a little, so that's all happening subconsciously, right? You're not consciously making yourself, um, you know, be in these horrible positions. So you start developing a problem with your posture. But when you do start feeling those pains, realize that that, you know, consciously notice the pain and realize that it's probably because you've got some stress that's building up inside of you. So you do, you, and Julie's going to walk you through this. There's some procedures you can go through, um, you know, calming exercises where you can start basically making it so that you're not just going to be a victim of your subconscious stress. Yeah. In music, <clears throat> excuse me, I always would say I'm confident and competent. I've practiced for this moment. Okay. So that leads to kind of a direct point, <clears throat> excuse me, in the book. Tip, if you're not using a pre-listing package and a proven listing presentation, you should be insecure and fidgety. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to be that direct. But, you know, go to the root cause. But it's and true. And so that, the, yeah. the thing about that, because, and again, I go back to music because I, you know, how much more nervous are you when you have a big piece you're going to play or a solo or, you know, performance? If you haven't freaking practiced, you, I mean, that's, I didn't do very many of those gigs and that's why I didn't really like sight reading that much. 
Um, but when you have actually practiced, rehearsed, you've got a pre-listing package, you know your scripts, you've done the pre-qualification, you followed the podcast about don't go if you don't know. So you know what their price is going to be. You know, you've done a really kick-ass CMA. You've called to confirm the appointment. In other words, you follow the uh, the actual seven-step listing process, which we've had a podcast What's about. What's the five Ps, Julie? Uh, well, it's... it's Proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor performance. Right. Okay. So proper previous planning. You can't skip that part and expect to shine. And that goes back to what we teach you. Guess where? In the coaching program. (laughs) Full circle. We teach you how to proactively lead generate. We teach you how to basically pre-qualify. We teach you how to basically present. We teach you how to negotiate. We teach you how to do all the things necessary to become powerful listing agents. And here's, open your mind to this. You do not have to wait for some sort of special letter from the president saying it's okay for you now to become a listing agent. You don't have to stay in the business working with a whole bunch of buyers until finally those buyers decide to put the houses you sold to them um, you know, up for sale. You don't have to go through that long, arduous, you know, decades long uh, experience that so many people think they're supposed to before allowed, you know, somehow allowed to start listing houses. You can become a listing agent the second you get into real estate. And if you find yourself, you know, essentially overly beholden to working with buyers, maybe this is a good opportunity during these last couple of months of 2020 to really drill down and open your mind up to the fact that if you want to truly have leverage in your real estate business, and we need to explain that, Julie, mm-hmm. but if, you know, for you to really truly have leverage in your real estate business, you really do need to be a listing agent. So what does that mean? Well, that that's why we're doing these rules and these points. Um, but what does that mean to have leverage in to your have real leverage? business from, well, be, from being a listing agent? Explain that. Okay, and we talked terms. about this actually in, in Premier a few days sure. ago. Uh, so if you imagine you're, you're working with a buyer, okay, and let's say that that buyer's qualified, they're actually going to buy. That's still probably one transaction. If you're lucky, they'll repeat and refer, but it's really just one. And it might not even be that because what if, you know, maybe your buyer's VA, FHA, or, you know, they're not competitive, Right. Let's say instead you have one listing. That one listing will spin into multiple listings, probably in that neighborhood with not very much time, sometimes instantaneously. But it's even more practical than that. Yeah. If you have five listings or three listings well, that's or, where I was or 30 listings, if you have five listings or 30 listings or whatever, uh, or you know three, it doesn't matter. List That means that you have a house listed with a sign in your yard that is basically signs and yards are and always will be one of the best lead generators there ever was. Mm-hmm. Because guys, think about it. You have a um, billboard in a residential community in front of a house. Can you imagine what Coca-Cola would pay for that same real estate space, that same sign space? It's extraordinarily valuable. And when you integrate something like 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM onto your sign, your sign becomes an absolute lead generation machine. But here's the point of all this, guys. If you have multiple signs in multiple neighborhoods, you have lead generation that's going on constantly, and it's free. Again, if you use 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, it's free. Use a brochure box. Do the things we teach you into premier coaching but those listings are getting shown by agents to their buyers uh, during working hours or during non-working hours during the weekends during the evenings when you don't actually have to do the work you list the houses you put them in the mls you price them you spoil the sellers with you know high levels of customer service like we teach you to do in premier coaching using mostly automated systems by the way then you can basically wait and uh for the offer to come in for the most part you don't necessarily even have to work with buyers most of our top listing agents have gotten to the point where they only work with buyers that are uh you know sellers that have houses to 
uh, to buy. Or their best repeat clients. Right. But they choose. They handpick. When Julie and I sold real estate, we got to the point where we had so many listings that we only would work with maybe personally, maybe two or three buyers each. And these buyers would be, frankly, a great sale price and people we wanted to spend time with. And if they weren't like that, we would refer (laughs) the buyers off. So we would still generate gobs of buyers, but we got to the point where we were just sending the buyers to other agents that weren't even part of our quote unquote team for a referral fee for 25%. That got us a couple things. A, it got us you know, cash flow from the referrals, but B, it also got us more time for personal stuff, but also more time to go after, guess what, more listings. And that's what we did. So if you have a listings-based business, you have leverage. Leverage coming from the fact that you have other agents in your marketplace selling the houses for you that in your best efforts have to obviously be focused on improving your skill set so you can then take more listings you guys get the point here and i want you to think just on a you know a macro level this is the pretty one of the most amazing things about real estate for no money in essence you can go out and you can have millions of dollars of inventory that when it sells you make at least three percent on or two and a half percent or six percent or seven percent whatever it sells for and a normal business if you wanted to open up a business where you were selling things and you were making a margin off of them you would have to then invest gobs of money right into the merchandise if think about any business where you can basically sell something and not have any carrying costs for what it is that you're trying to sell it's extraordinary and then again if you're focused on becoming a listing agent imagine how it how your life feels different if you have five listings if you have 10 listings right now you're you know listening to us on your device you're probably thinking about your buyers you're probably your mind is bouncing a bunch of different places how much calmer would you feel if you had three listings or if you had five listings knowing that those listings were going to sell not because you know and you're you're going to get paid and other agents were spending you know their nights and weekends to sell your listings it's extraordinary Yes, and I'm going to illustrate this with perhaps one of my favorite emails from a coaching client ever. And this was, I think she might have barely been in her second year, okay? So she sent me an email one evening, and this uh, coaching client lives in upstate New York, okay? This was in the winter. She said, I just wanted to let you know I've never felt this peaceful Mm. about my business until now. Going into the winter, especially. Going into the winter. And, And I said, what's brought this on? She said, I just realized that I'm sitting here in my living room with a that. fireplace on and my uh, yellow lab at my feet while I've got my 12 listings out there and other agents, and I feel sorry for them, she said, because I used to be them. Okay, other agents are out there having to shovel their way to the doorstep, having to you know switch boots and switch you know snow tires on their car. And they're the ones, they're, she said something like, I almost feel like they're my employees yeah. Because I've got the inventory they want. She sent want. us a picture, right? I yeah, remember yeah. That. It was awesome. Wasn't it, wasn't it golden? Uh, wasn't it lab, was yellow lab? Lab feet and a cup of coffee. Yes. It, I remember that. But she, <laughs> you know, and I thought she gets it. When I yep. got that, I thought, you know, she's she's finally feeling it. In her case, it took her 10 to 12 listings to get to that point at all times. But it was like this big aha moment that everybody else is working in the snow while she's cozy, cozy, and, and has some peace. Well, it's so, this. this and goes, I'm going to leave that with you because I've got to get to. Promote. I know this goes back to the point that um, we made in Harris Rules, and we talk about all the time. Is the reality of it is, is when you work with buyers, it's physical labor. Julie just described it. And if you're living in a place like where Julie and I used to sell real estate in Columbus, Ohio, that's you know that's a real deal, especially when the weather gets bad, right? 
It just, you know, it's not something you, if given an option, you'd want to do working with buyers in a cold climate or working with buyers, remember physical labor, have a good premier coaching session, Julie, uh, working with buyers uh, on the evenings and you give up your weekends and you're going to work with buyers. Just think about it. The buyers who have jobs and whatnot, which is all your buyers, they're going to want to look at houses with you when they're not at work which means it's going to be the time where you are normally going to spend with your family. So you're going to have to give up your family time, give up your nights and weekends because of the fact that you're working with buyers and you don't know how to work with sellers. You, you have not yet perfected the art and science of becoming a listing agent. That is always going to keep you in a place of, beholden, of being beholden. And here's the other thing that's very fascinating about working with buyers because ultimately, and this is a psychological thing for real estate agents, but it's true. There has never ever been a buyer who's uh, who not purchased a house uh, just based on the merits of the house. So working with buyers is physical labor, but working with buyers is also it's more of a, a you know a social uh, interaction. It's not really skills based into the business. That's the reason buyers attract so many agents that don't have listing uh, skills, that don't have sales skills. Uh, maybe a lot of new agents are attracted to buyers, and that totally makes sense. Um, because it's the low hanging fruit for the most part, and again, because it doesn't, it does, it does require your time, but doesn't require a lot of skills. Whereas being a listing agent is a skills based into the business. So if you want to be a listing agent, here's what you get: you get inventory that then obviously you can, um, frankly, have all the other agents in your marketplace sell for you. You work a normal working day. You can set your schedule as a listing agent so you have a start time and an end time and that you don't work on the weekends. As a listing agent, what we teach you in the Premier Coaching Program is to basically focus on the activities that are the, frankly, things you should never delegate. Proactively generation, pre, uh, negotiating and, uh, I'm sorry, negotiating, proactively generation, pre-qualifying and presenting, those, those things. You can negotiate every, I'm sorry, I did it again. <laughs> You can delegate everything else in your real estate practice except those three things. So if you are terrible at everything else, that's fine. Just get really good at proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, and presenting. Those three things, and you will never have any problems, financial problems anyway, um, as a result of basically lack of cash flow. Because here's the it's called the real estate magic number, and it's part of our real estate treasure map. I'm going to give you guys a concept, Julie, and I sort of figured out after having do, done tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of coaching calls. If you're looking for um, essentially one number that's going to give you financial security, this is how you do it. And this is part of the real estate treasure map. You get the real estate treasure map for free when you join the free coaching program. Just text the word survival to 31996. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to basically just give you the top level view of this. There's a little bit more matriculation and math that's necessary to figure out the real number, but you'll get the idea. If you had uh, I'm going to pick a number. Don't you know? Don't cut me off in the knees just because this first number is maybe two in your market. Maybe it's a huge number, or maybe it's a small number. Just keep your ears and eyes and mind open, okay? So if you had ten listings at all times, and ten listings at all times, and let's say you live in Iowa of all places, okay, where we have a lot of coaching clients. So in Iowa, you have ten listings at all times. Your average sale price is probably going to be three hundred thousand dollars. You're in Ankeny, lots of new construction, so let's call it three hundred thousand dollars. So in Ankeny, Iowa, you because again, I have a lot of coaching clients. I know the market. We know the market there. If you sell, like if you had 10 listings in all times, pretty much on autopilot, just out of the MLS, you're going to sell three or four of those houses a month. So if each of those listings were worth, say, for example, $9,000 because the listing's at 6% and you're just getting the seller side, right? You're getting 3% of the 300000 so you're getting 9000 You had 10 listings at all times, let's say four sell per month. Um, just by pricing them right and putting them in the MLS, and that is how the markets work for a long time, you're going to make on average of $36,000 a month. 
You guys get that? That's the power of being a listing agent. Now, let's say maybe you live in one of these markets where the average sale price is a uh, million dollars. And let's say, you know, one of our great, you know, a lot, again, clients in the coast and, you know, Florida and New York and Miami and California. Okay, so you guys know, and this is for you. So if you have an average sale price of a million dollars, and if you had, let's say, four listings, that's it, and you only had one of those listings sell per month or two of those listings sell per month, adjust accordingly. You would make, if assuming it was a 6% listing, you'd make what? You know, thirty to $60,000 per month. That's what you can do when you have listings. So if you want to have consistent cash flow, you have to get up to your real estate magic number. And the real estate magic number is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial you know, expectations and obligations. And once you determine what that is, which you can through doing the real estate treasure map, that's what you work towards. That is your North Star. So what do you do? You basically, you will have this rule in your business and that it says that you have to have the X number of listings at all times. And let's go back to 10, right? You have to have X number of listings at all times. Your um, efforts in life, especially in the morning, are geared towards getting and maintaining 10 listings at all times. When you have three or four sell, that means the following month, you have to take at least four listings. You guys get it? That is the discipline. This is how you have consistent cash flow. And doing it the way I just said it, did I mention anything about branding or buying leads or fancy websites or you know drip systems or any of the other, this other stuff that you guys just get distracted by and sucks your profit? I did not. Because being a listing agent, being a powerful listing agent, it takes skills, it takes discipline, it takes a schedule, it takes all the things we teach you in the coaching program. You can obviously read about these things in our book, Harris Rules. But what it gives you in exchange, because you have to get give something up, you have to give up your, you know, wanting to not be, um, you know, held accountable to numbers. You're, you're maybe not wanting a schedule. You're, you maybe like the little shiny objects because they're creative endeavors for you that distract you from doing the real work of real estate. I get it. But for those of you who are professional and want to be in the business long term, who want to make consistent profits, who want to, frankly, with those profits, reinvest that money and become rich, I just gave you the formula. So how much better would your life be if right now you had 10 listings? What would you not be doing right now if you had 10 active listings? That's a fascinating question, isn't it? So if you had 10 active listings, would you be doing any of the things in your quote unquote real estate business that you're doing right now? How many of the things that you're spending money on right now, if you knew how to you know, get to and maintain 10 listings at all times, how many things would you stop doing? That's a fun question, isn't it? Because the answer is revealing. Because what it tells you is that you know the things in your business that are not making you money, but are just distractions from what you should be doing. Now, in your defense, many of you don't, maybe you're listening to Julie and I for the first time. You've not read our book. You're not in one of our coaching programs. This is, you know, you're being exposed to the truth for the first time. But now that you are, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you've heard me tell you a formula, a very simple, and it is simple, and I'm not oversimplifying it in the essence of it, um, but you do have to know your days in the market. You do have to know your average commission. You do have to know all those things. And we teach you to do that in the coaching program. But once you grasp this concept that essentially your magic number of listings, once you determine what that is, is your ticket to freedom, then all of a sudden you start thinking more like a business professional. Then all of a sudden you're measuring your months not by the insecurity of having inconsistent cash flow from working with buyers, but you're measuring your month by consistent cash flow because you're a listing agent. So here's the biggest difference between why you don't want to chase buyers over sellers. If given a choice, 
Now, all of you, you know, you can work both, but what we would suggest is you put your best efforts every day towards being a listing agent. And here's the bottom line reason why. And I love it when people try to argue this. It's always entertaining. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy, especially in a market like this. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. A buyer can always rent. Now, I always have somebody will say, well, what about somebody who did a 1031 tax, blah, blah, blah. No, they don't have to buy. They can just always pay the taxes. So all buyers can not uh, buy. They can stay put. They can keep leasing. They can stay in their old house. All of those things are true. No such thing as a buyer that has to buy. Be clear about that in your head. Now, let's look at the other side of it. There are droves of reasons why a seller has to sell. So if you have a choice, I mean, think about it. Financial reasons are the obvious ones, right? Maybe they have to relocate for a job. Maybe they're in the military. Maybe they, you know, they inherited that property. Maybe it's, you know, Literally, there's dozens of reasons why a seller has to sell. And we teach you to pursue the most motivated sellers. And we teach you how to go after that business. And for the most part, those leads do not cost you anything. You just have to know how to proactively lead generate that business. So if you have to, no, I want you to put all these pieces together now, okay? So if you have, a, you know, 10 listings at all times, how do you feel? <laughs> Every single one of you, maybe the number actually would be 20 or 30, depending on what your sale price is, or maybe it's only five, so don't get stuck on the number. But every single one of you would feel better about everything. Imagine how much less stress you'd have knowing that you've got your nights and weekends back. All right, so there's that. Now think about that. Now, if you have a choice between working with buyers and working with sellers, and buyers can always just go back to doing what they were doing before, there's no such thing as a truly motivated buyer, not like there is a truly motivated seller, and you can work with either you know sellers that have to sell or buyers that want to buy, because all buyers want to buy, they don't have to buy. If you have your choice between working with highly motivated sellers or you know wishy-washy buyers that can change their mind depending on a whole bunch of things. Get ready to start hearing the excuses. We're going to wait till after the holidays from all your buyers. But if you had a bunch of sellers that had to sell, they don't care if it's the holidays. They got to sell the house. You guys get the point? Every single one of you are going to choice, choose sellers, right? We can drill down, Julie and I, for hours about why you'd want to be a listing agent. But here's the real bottom line reason why. There's actually less competition on the listing side of the business because fewer agents, especially in the last 10 years, have learned how to become listing agents. Most agents have you know, essentially fallen prey to this sort of buying buyer lease hamster wheel. And they will stay on that hamster wheel because nothing's going to get them off because they're dependent on that. They're trapped in this ecosystem where if they stop working with these buyers and stop buying these buyer leads, they're going to not have cash flow. For them to basically pivot and try to learn how to be listing agents, though this is the perfect time to do it, uh, time of year rather, to do it, um, that would in their, it would cause too much fear and consternation. In other words, they would be fearful that they would lose momentum working with their buyers and in such they would lose cash flow, right? You guys getting this? Now, the answer is if you're in that situation as an agent who's prominently working with buyers, you have to learn how to do both and then move towards being a, uh, a listing agent. But yes, it's going to require more work and more time. But then on the other side of it, you're going to be free. So guys, this is what we have built our coaching business to be. Our books, our podcasts, everything we've ever done and said has not been around gimmicks or, you know, we don't talk a lot about tech trends and branding and all this other stuff. We talk about what really matters. What really matters is what I told you. So move all your best efforts mentally and emotionally and then financially towards being a powerful listing agent. It could not be any more clear. I know some of you are going like, hallelujah, Tim. I totally get it. Thank you for saying it again. Thank you for reminding me. 
Guys, listen, it's a skills-based business more so than ever. The past business was definitely a who you know, the new industry, this new, you know, essentially 2021 is going to usher in a what you know era, who you know is going to be replaced with what you know. And if you don't know what the market requires you to know, then it's going to be, you know, lights out for you as far as your real estate business. It's really that simple. And Julie and I, I think we're confident enough to uh, say with 100% certainty at this point that the failure rate for agents, in other words, how many agents uh, are in the business, uh, the amount of time since getting their licenses and then failing out of the business, that time has gotten shorter, not longer. In other words, in the last 10 years, because I think, and this is where we are hesitant to actually make this conclusion, but we're there, because of all the gimmicks, because of the institutionalized uh, silliness that has become our real estate industry, because people are focused on the wrong thing, because no one's telling agents the truth about basically the fact you have to you know, be a listings-based business and you have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. It takes skills and it takes effort. All the things we say, a business approach to real estate business. And most, you know, who else is telling you guys this besides Julie and I? It'd be a totally, total of nobody. The failure rate for agents has increased in the last 10 years. Agents getting licenses are failing out of the business faster than they ever have before because of all this gimmick, all these gimmicky social networking video things. All this stuff has caused agents to not realize that they need to know the skill set that we tell you guys to learn. And is and what's happened? More of them are failing. They're getting in the business. And frankly, more people are getting in the real estate business. It's become a very sort of a, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny how real estate agents, there used to be a USA Today poll that would come out every year. I don't think they do it anymore. Probably stopped a long time ago. Like, you know, I bet you it stopped about 15 years ago. But it'd always be the least or the most respected professions, the least respected professions. And at the bottom of the list every year was like real estate agent, attorney, and used car salesman. And I, if I remember correctly, we were always sort of like competing for who is the worst, you know, on these polls. But I bet you real estate agents climbed way the heck up because of all the TV shows. Because being in a real estate agent now has become a very, you know, the perceived to be a very glamorous thing and all these rest of it. So there's more people getting into real estate. But as a result of that, there's more people looking to sell these fresh licensees, goofiness that's not ever going to actually make it so they can stay in real estate. So guys, don't fall prey to the silliness. Don't fall prey to the goofiness. Learn and listen to what we're telling you because it's the truth. On the other side of you accepting the fact that it's your job to become the you know best version of yourself as a listing agent, as a salesperson, once you've accepted that and you're not mentally and emotionally arm wrestling with it anymore, you're actually going to feel this massive sense of relief. And beyond that, it, it, you don't have to wait to feel that way. Uh, work, uh, notice how your emotional change as you become more and more of a listing agent. As you become more of a listing agent, then you create leverage. Then you start having consistent uh, financial results. And then you start having the business you always hoped you would have. So guys, listen, if there's anything we can do for you, you can always reach out to us. Um, we love the honor of being your coaches. If, you, if there's ever anything we can do, please feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. And Julie and I will talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.